Hello and welcome to Mash Mouth, a podcast covering every single episode of the hit 1970s sitcom, Mash. I'm Ethan. And I'm Vanessa. Vanessa, hello. Once again, we get to hang out with our, our best friend, Mr. Colonel Flag. <laughs> and because of that, I wanted to actually shout out an Instagram account that I think we both like and both follow. Uh, it's called No Context Mash. And let me tell you, it's a delight. They just post screenshots of the show with like captions on where it's like wildly out of context. And <laughs> this uh, this person really loves Colonel Flag and every Friday has a little happy uh, Flag Friday celebration. So <laughs> on this Flag Friday, when this episode goes up, let's celebrate No Context Mash. If you uh, listen to the show and you don't follow their account, then what are you doing? Yeah, they're great. I I didn't know what I was doing because I didn't know that they existed for a long time and you did and you thought I knew they existed and <laughs> I was shocked and appalled and not appalled in a bad way but appalled that I didn't know that this account existed because they're so funny and I love no context pieces from shows um it's one of my mm-hmm. favorite things <laughs> so yes shout out to that account I love that account I was utterly bewildered that you didn't know this yeah. account existed and I did. I was too. I was shocked. So <laughs> we'll be sharing something from them uh, the day this episode comes out because it will be Flag Friday and it ties yes. into the episode today. Yes. Actually, let's get into the episode today. So in this episode, White Gold, Colonel Flag shows up seemingly to investigate an illicit penicillin ring, but his true plans are revealed when he tries to take some of the 4077's penicillin for his own purposes. Vanessa, what did you think of this episode? So of Colonel Flag episodes, I liked this one. I thought that it had something uh, interesting to say instead of being just zany. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that other Colonel Flag episodes have had things to say, like commentary-wise, in the past as well. Um, but this one hit a little bit different, I think, maybe because we haven't seen Colonel Flag in a while. Um, so I did. I, I enjoyed this one. Yeah, I'm just going to throw this out here. I don't think this show particularly likes the CIA. I don't think they are <laughs> big fans of the organization. Yes, uh, we will get into what potentially the show writers might have thought of the CIA at the time uh, a little bit yes. later on in trivia. <laughs> but I, I like this one as well. I don't think it quite came together as great as I would like want it to. But uh, this episode is not Captain Wacky Colonel Flack. He is very much <laughs> like more serious. He's still kind of out there in the way that he always is like there there's a scene that we'll talk about where he like injures himself in this and it's very three stooges-esque but mm-hmm. otherwise it is more of the serious end of the colonel flag storylines and i i did like that um i thought this had like interesting things to say yeah definitely and it's so funny that you say <laughs> it's three stooges-esque <laughs> Wait, I'll get it. We'll we'll get into it when we get there. But there's something funny with okay, Colonel Flag. Okay. Um, he played Mo in some Three Stooges thing that I do, I'm not aware of. No. So this episode starts out with this attempt to steal penicillin. It's honestly, it's a little bit different than a lot of openings that we usually see in terms of. You know, usually we get the OR right in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And also the music was a little bit different. I thought that that was oh, kind of interesting. the music was very jaunty. Yeah. So I thought that that was pretty interesting. 
I liked that because <laughs> it indicated to you that it was going to be a Colonel Flag episode right off the bat by the the zany kind of music. Um, what I didn't love, though, was the choice to kind of not necessarily do blackface, but the actors uh, were trying to be covert and had, you know, black smudge on their face. And I was like, ooh, that's not yeah. great. <laughs> I thought that was blackface when it started, but I think over time it is like meant to be hiding makeup. Like they're just, your face is not meant to be more yeah, visible. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt there. I don't know yeah, if I need for sure. to. I mean, the show did literal blackface at one point before. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's not never that, not brought that... up in context of yeah, being yeah. like anything like that. So. Let's just let's just slide on past that. Yeah, I think that um that was not meant. <laughs> it was certainly a choice, but I don't think it was meant to be a super racist choice, but it was for sure there. Um but then, of course, these three people are sneaking into the supply tent. And who is on patrol? But Corporal Maxwell Klinger. And he doesn't stop or see these three people trying to break in to the supply tent. No, he stops Henry and forces Henry on his way to the bathroom to tell him what the password is. Henry, whom he knows. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, you never know. There could be masters of disguise uh, somewhere. Oh, in the you US mean like military. Colonel Flag? You mean like I don't Colonel <laughs> Flag? <laughs> I don't think he's a master of disguise. I don't think he's fooling anybody into thinking he's Henry Blake, but. I have to say, even though Klinger is a bit more of a goofy lunatic when it comes to patrolling the the 4077's grounds, when it gets down to it, Klinger actually shows his uh, his stuff here because um, these guys try to steal the penicillin and cause kind of a ruckus that gets everybody awake. And there's like a bit of a standoff where there's a gun and we're a little bit afraid that like somebody's going to get shot. Mm-hmm. And Klinger resolves this conflict by taking the the guy down with a scarf he had on and i thought that was pretty <laughs> like baller dude that was pretty cool yeah he actually took him down with his uh it looked like a mink stole so um please put respect on clinger's outfits ethan it was not a scarf it was a stole oh excuse me <laughs> i'm not very fashion forward <laughs> not like clinger um yeah i loved it i thought it was really funny um, Klinger really, when he needs to work, and we've established this before, when he needs to do something, he is kind of on it. And I love that about Klinger. Mm-hmm. When he's needed, he will uh, use everything at his disposal to be on it. And mm-hmm. I just really like that he used uh, his unconventional clothing choice as a weapon <laughs> in his favor because it, it made him very tactical and very cool. It was funny, though, because... Because the gun got jammed at some point or Klinger like couldn't do something with the gun. That's how this uh, corporal got the gun away from Klinger in the first place. But I don't know if it was because Klinger had like rings on and he wasn't supposed to or something like that. So in equal parts, Klinger's outfits saved them and also caused the chaos to begin with. And (laughs) could you ask for anything better out of Klinger? I suppose not. This was a very good Klinger role. I think this is the only time he appears in the episode. Yeah, but I'm they, sure. they make good use of him. Um, so we go from that. They capture this man who's trying to steal the penicillin. His other two friends, who you know were wearing unfortunate makeup, 
kind of leave the picture entirely. They're never seen again. And uh, Hawkeye and Trapper, being doctors, I really like this, immediately try to treat him for whatever injuries he had. Like, that is just the the perfect kind of capture of their doctor empathy right there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And this is how they kind of figure out that this guy was stealing specifically penicillin. And they were trying to get it out of him in, I guess, like a nice kind of way, in like their own way. Um, because they knew that if he didn't tell them, he was going to have to tell like, you know, military police or whoever, turns out Colonel Flagg. Um, but we also find out that, uh, and this is quick and doesn't get brought up again until the end of the episode, that he wasn't stealing it to sell. And so to me, I was a little bit confused because I didn't remember how this episode ended, actually. Mm-hmm. And so you're you're sitting there as the audience like, huh, what is he using it for then? That's so strange. And then it just completely turns away from that to the insanity of Colonel Flagg showing up. So you almost forget it um, until it gets brought up again at the end. So like I said, then Colonel Flagg shows up and yeah. the episode really starts from there. <laughs> Yes, this is where the plot really kicks into gear with this very, very silly and strange man trying to do a very serious job. Um, but I will say, on the, the penicillin part, I honestly, just watching this, I kind of assumed that they're like stealing it for the, the doctoral purposes in the beginning. But there's enough like doubt in my mind, you know, there's enough like, well, he could be using it for the black market kind of stuff, where I'm like, oh, okay. And then when it was brought back up, I was like, oh, my initial assumption was correct. You know, just the way it was set up, it, it didn't feel like they were bad guys, you know? Um, but let's talk about one Colonel Flag. So he shows up as a rabbi, which I thought was very funny. Uh, and he apparently knows nothing of the, the Hebrew language as, you know, he's one to do. And, you know, he, he kind of hijacks things from here. What did you think about Colonel Flagg overall in this episode? Well, before we get to Colonel Flagg, I just have to mention that my heart got a little bit ripped out in this scene where uh, Radar is telling Henry that basically Colonel Flagg is here. And Henry goes, not now, Radar. I just got some new Picassos from Bloomington, Illinois. And I... Yeah. <laughs> he got and he was hanging up these pictures from his kids on the walls of his uh of his office and I was like no. <laughs> this is too much See, for me at 5:30 in the morning. Yeah, we we're up early recording this episode. So <laughs> apologize if there's a bit of vocal fry. We're we're here for you, but we're also very tired. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So obviously at this point in the show they had to have known Henry's fate. So I think this Ugh. is fully them kind of twisting the knife in for people the knife. Who, who know the future. It's true. It's true. I was I was so upset when I when he said that. Like unreasonably so. And like they've never done that before. They've mm-hmm. only stuck this in. To make us feel bad. There was no like <laughs> plot reason. It was just like, hey, reminder, Henry's got young kids who, who draw some <laughs> cute stuff sometimes. I'm like, okay, oh. great. Oh my God. It was it was too much for me. <laughs> but back mm-hmm. to your question about Colonel Flag. I okay, 
I know that this is controversial, and we had spoken about this before, that this is a controversial take, and that Colonel Flagg is a controversial character. I love the episodes where Colonel Flagg shows up, because you know shit's gonna go down. You know? (laughs) You know that it's going to be crazy, you know it's going to be, like, what? it's wackadoodle time, basically, Mm -hmm. when Colonel Flagg shows up. (laughs) And I love that, and I loved it in this episode. Like, I don't love the things that he does and what his character, you know, like represents and stands for and stuff like that. But I do love when he shows up. And I thought it was so funny when he showed up and first of all, didn't know any Hebrew and was supposed to be a rabbi. And also that anyone in the camp would forget him <laughs> after last episode where he broke his own arm. <laughs> yeah, everybody knows bring this up? Is Colonel Flag. <laughs> yeah. But everybody knows this is Colonel Flag. Like th- this is not this is not new, you know? See, I think Colonel Flag as I've said before, he kind of comes from a different show, right? Like, he feels like a guy from, like, Get Smart or something. So he's, like, in the Get Smart world where everything resets after the episode ends. So he's like, of course they wouldn't remember me because I've, <laughs> in continuity, I've never been here before. And they're like, hey, what's up, man? Uh, you were here, like, what, two months ago? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I thought that that, just right off the bat, was... Very funny. <laughs> I also loved Trapper and Hawkeye's digs at Flag too. So for context, Flag is supposed to be there investigating this uh, illicit penicillin ring um, of drug smuggling and whatnot. And so he says to Henry and Hawkeye and Trapper, release this patient to me so that I can basically torture him for information about it. And Hawkeye and Trapper are just like, get out of here. We're not allowing a patient to be handed over to you at all. I like how they're immediately like, no, no, no. We we know you. We know your, your game here. Whatever this guy is doing, this penicillin stealing guy, like we can handle it. You, you are a bit too much of a nonsense by the book CIA dude for us. And I really like that through this entire episode, because these guys like know each other now, how much they are at each other's throats. Like there's no like <laughs> good graces for any of them. A flag is like, I'm going to have you kicked out of the army. And they're like, go ahead and try, bub. We've been through this dance before. <laughs> We're too good of doctors, don't you remember? Um, Yeah, I think that it is funny. And at some point, um, like we mentioned before, Hawkeye and Trapper said, no, we're not turning this patient over to you. Remember when you broke your own arm and tried to run yourself over with a Jeep? You're a psycho person. (laughs) Like, you are not, you're not fit to be in the army, dude. So I (laughs) I loved, I I agree. I loved that they are just very familiar with Colonel Flagg now and Colonel Flagg doesn't like them either. And it's established that they have red marks next to their name because they are people that should be watched. (laughs) And then Henry is a yellow mark. So it means... There's work to be done there. <laughs> Needs improvement. <laughs> um, so I really like the commentary here with the torture aspect. I thought it was, I want to say, innovative for the writers to even tackle. Because Flag wants to torture this American soldier who is stealing penicillin, which, like, you can't even really make, like, a cognitive justification. Not that torture, I feel like, should ever really be justified, in my opinion. Um that, oh, okay, he, like, needs to do this for national security purposes and stuff like that, like torture was typically 
and is typically justified with today because it was such like a small innocuous thing that oh people are stealing penicillin and yeah that's important but also not enough to torture people (laughs) to get the information about it yeah i thought this was like pretty ahead of its time right because i don't think in the 70s uh i mean it probably was there if it's in this episode right but i feel like a lot of the stuff where people were kind of trying to figure out the effectiveness and morality of torture like the studies being done weren't like done until like the 90s and maybe 2000s or like hey torture just means that like they'll say anything to get it to stop and they kind of address that in this episode so i was like ooh, this is a this is ahead of its time i've seen current episodes of tv where they like discuss that exact point of like hey you can't torture somebody we've kind of figured out that like it's not worth it and it's not like useful and like they're they're saying that way back in this episode so it was kind of like cool and it especially just how casually it was thrown out there like it wasn't a big sticking point you know yeah and i think that um juxtaposing what hawkeye and trapper say about torture and how frank is just like oh cool torture can i watch yeah. like can i help I'm all other American. people get tortured yeah um that's like a that's another extreme but i do agree that it was interesting that the writers tackled this all the way back then i think that the larger public probably wasn't thinking about torture <laughs> in that way um as opposed to like people who are more uh politically minded and active about abuses of the government in certain ways um not that i think that a vast majority of the american people are more like Frank at this point in time where they're like, yeah, let me watch the torture happen. <laughs> but I yeah, think that it fun. just wasn't, <laughs> I think that it just wasn't probably thought about a lot. So I do think that it was interesting to touch yeah. on it in this episode. And then it's just kind of a, like a moot point anyway, because Colonel Flag goes in, relieves Frank of his duty kind of, you know, less than legitimately. And uh, he just lets this guy go. For, like, no clear reason. And uh, Mm -hmm. the guy is, of course, like, are you going to shoot me in the back? And Colonel Flagg, like, lets him pat him down to see that there is no gun. And he just kind of leaves. And then, uh, mentioned earlier, (laughs) Colonel Flagg kind of does this uh, Three Stooges-esque routine (laughs) of, like, hurting himself (laughs) alone in the, the tent. And it was, like, pretty funny. But you're also like, what's going on here? What are we doing? I think this is why I like Colonel Flag because <laughs> him putting his head through the wardrobe was so funny to me. Yeah. <laughs> I was just that laughing was hilarious. smashing his head with the phone and breaking the phone. But it's funny that you mentioned this is Three Stooges-esque. I don't know if it was in episodes we've seen previously or it will be in episodes that we'll see later. But Flag says... Oh, I never laugh at anything. I force myself to sit through uh, <laughs> like hours on hours of Three Stooges. And every time I wanted to laugh, I stabbed myself or something crazy like that. So <laughs> it's really funny that his brand of humor is Three Stooges-esque after knowing that about him. <laughs> I mean, it's not funny if it's just the life you live. <laughs> <laughs> And then right after this scene where Hawkeye and Trapper are patching him up after he, you know, (laughs) 
mutilates himself. Um, he says, oh, what, you think that I would do this to myself? Like, yeah, Flag, we do think you would do this to yourself. <laughs> you hit <laughs> you broke your own teeth. arm last time. Yeah, <laughs> like, th- this is not new for you. And I like how they're just immediately not buying any of this. They're like, okay, so something's up here. We don't know what. Like, we don't, they don't know that the CIA is involved in penicillin smuggling or whatever. But they're like, mm-hmm. no, 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 something, something's up here. And I like that they're, again, just that continuity of knowing that Colonel Flag is a bit of a freak, that uh, nothing is what it seems. <laughs> yeah, I also thought it was funny that. This continuity corner, which actually turned out good this time, (laughs) was Colonel Flagg in the last episode that he was in also refused medicine and Hawkeye and Trapper were going to Mm -hmm. give him, I guess, Novocaine in his head to fix up the the contusions on his head. And then he jumped up and he was like, no medicine. I can't be impaired at all. I can't, I don't know what's going to come out of my mouth and this, that, and the other thing. And Hawkeye and Trapper just like, oh my God, dude, like calm down. <laughs> we don't care about your military secrets. You could tell us anything and it, it'll roll off our backs. <laughs> and then, so basically then after that flag just runs out and we get this really funny scene with, Margaret and Frank, because Frank is lamenting that he doesn't think that he's as manly as Colonel Flagg. And I just thought it was really funny. It was like a really quick uh, filler scene. And Margaret was giving Frank a lot of snark. And (laughs) you don't usually see Margaret just dishing it out, and especially not to Frank. So I really liked this scene. She was like, oh, do you usually have fantasies about being a woman, Frank? And he's like, no, take me seriously. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like she's kind of burnt out on Frank as well. I feel like she's kind of hit a wall with him towards this end of the season. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like last episode, it was all about, like, her trying to get one over on him. And this one is just, like, more of that, like, you're not the love of my life, leave me alone kind of thing. Yeah, but, like, in yeah. The, the status quo kind of way that they currently are stuck in. <laughs> yeah, I think that you're right. It's interesting. Because I think that Margaret is kind of seeing Frank a little bit for, like, what he is of just somebody to get through the war with as opposed to, like, someone who's going to leave his wife for her like she believed in the first season, I guess. Um, So I kind of like that shift. And you can definitely kind of tell in their interactions, like you said, with this and last episode. So that's fun and interesting. We'll see if that keeps up in the next season. (laughs) Yeah, we'll, we'll see, right? So after this, we get the biggest twist of them all, which is a flag actually is the one trying to steal the penicillin, which that was a choice. (laughs) Okay, so it obviously it makes sense, right? Like in the context of the show and flag being like a lunatic. But he, he justifies this by saying that the CIA needs penicillin to like negotiate with North Korea. Apparently, his solution is to let this man go and then steal the penicillin and, I guess, blame it on the guy who falsely ran away, I guess, is his, like, plan here. But that makes no sense because, like, I imagine that the CIA has certain clearances and if they needed to get penicillin, they could just legally requisition it. He did not need to steal (laughs) penicillin out from uh, this American army base 
who needs to treat American soldiers. It was very bizarre. Like, it makes sense in the context of the episode, but I'm like, in real-world context, I really hope that the CIA had the ability to requisition penicillin as needed and didn't need to steal it from the working doctors in the uh, Korean War. I think that there is, like, multi-levels to this because Flag is stealing this penicillin from these doctors for the war effort, but the doctors are using the penicillin to treat these soldiers who are fighting for the war effort. So it's kind of this circular thing of just, yeah, we're fixing them for your war effort, and then you are taking the thing that makes us make them better for Mm -hmm. the war effort. I thought it was pretty interesting. And then also because Flag gets a bunch of pushback from Hawkeye and Trapper when he's found to be (laughs) stealing their penicillin, I'm sure it was something along the lines of, we don't need anybody knowing that the we don't have enough penicillin. And we also don't need a bunch of bullshit from these doctors giving <laughs> us, like, you know, pushback. Uh, so I assume that it was just, in context, it was flag being flag. But real world yeah. implications, it might have actually been something like, oh, we can't let it be known that we don't have enough penicillin and that we're taking penicillin away from the Americans to give to the North Koreans for like bartering purposes. It probably had like a political implication if it was real. So yeah, I just, I thought that it was an interesting choice for Flag as a character. And then it was interesting commentary. Yeah, obviously it's saying quite a bit about the CIA and their morality at this point in time. But I also thought it was kind of insane that no one else other than maybe Henry, like Henry's more on like the tightrope here, but no one else in the camp like really cared that Flag was trying to steal the penicillin. Like Frank was like, what are you doing to that American hero? And Margaret is like, <laughs> why are you badgering this guy? Neither of them are upset that like horribly illegal things are happening around them. Yeah, I think that um, this kind of all culminates into the final scene as well with the corporal who had come to steal the penicillin in the first place coming back to the 4077 he i think he was brought back by mps Mm -hmm. and then it's revealed that he's just a medic and he's taking the penicillin because he needs to save more lives um and i think that this kind of is also commentary of frank and even margaret but especially Frank to an extent is like, oh yeah, like Flag is this American hero and stuff like that. And then he's stealing the penicillin. And then this other kid <laughs> who is literally an American hero, um, not Flag, <laughs> is <laughs> taking the penicillin for basically a, a more noble purpose. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's just kind of like an interesting type of juxtaposition between why Flag was taking it and how Flag is viewed as this, oh, well, he's CIA, he needs mm-hmm. to, he's this hero. And then this other kid who is taking it for literally the purpose that it's meant for and him being like, oh, well, he's a thief. Like, are we pressing charges against him anyway? So I thought that was yeah. also really tactical for the writers. Like the double standards very clearly there because Frank is like, oh, well, you should be flogged for that. But Flag doing the exact same thing. He's like, okay, don't worry about that. Like, obviously, the CIA has their reasons. Um, And I I really liked just right before this, this whole angry rant that Henry kind of goes on. Yeah. uh, Talking to Frank about, like, letting this guy go because Flag ordered him. It was, like, very serious mode Henry. And it was good to see that. Maybe one last time. 
Um, but I, <laughs> I, I just like the scene how kind of real it felt that he was kind of in commanding officer mode of like, you need to do your job. And Frank was on the back foot of, hey, do you want to get like court-martialed for this or like some equivalent, you know, like ran up. Mm-hmm. And Frank's like, oh, no, I'm a, I'm so sorry. Like he's never kind of been in the ran up position before. And it was, right. it was very interesting to see. Yeah. And Henry was just like, big mad in this scene too because frank says well he ordered me to go and he was going to torture this guy and henry's like we're a hospital we're not letting people torture Mm -hmm. somebody for information like that's not happening and i just really liked to see henry so passionate like well first of all henry's against torture that's great we love to see it (laughs) but (laughs) um it was nice to see henry be so passionate and so like you said, like in the commanding officer's seat with this, because he doesn't usually do that, especially with Frank, because Frank is usually the one who's like, hey, can you be the commanding officer for a second? Um, And then Frank getting in trouble is uh, very refreshing for me. (laughs) Especially kind of knowing the the future, it was very nice to see McLean Stevenson especially give this I thought, like, very good performance for this one scene moment of being, like, legitimately mad, and it felt, like, very real. I wish we saw more of this from Henry over time, uh, but, you know, you, you get what you can get, I suppose. Yeah. Um. So, as we had mentioned, this medic was the one who was taking the penicillin, and it kind of all comes back that in the beginning he had said oh, well, I'm not taking it to sell it. And like I said up top as well, you almost forget that he said that because of all the chaos with Flag. So I thought that that was uh, interesting too, Mm -hmm. like an interesting choice for the writers to be like, oh yeah, remember remember this? Oh, but Flag. Yeah. (laughs) So Henry says, yeah, you can have penicillin if we have it to give and we have it to give. Please just ask. You don't have to steal and go through this whole rigmarole. But then- they have this problem still with Flag, <laughs> and Flag still wants to steal the penicillin. <laughs> okay, so this is very funny, but this is also where the episode kind of loses me. This is kind of an insane ending. <laughs> <laughs> Hawkeye and Trapper hatch a plot <laughs> to take Flag out, basically, and then hide the penicillin. What do they do? Oh, yeah. They decide to drug this man and then say, your appendix has burst. We need to take your appendix out. And then they put him under for surgery, take his appendix out, hide the penicillin, and that's it. And it's treated completely wild. It's truly an insane ending. Like, I like it, but this is up here with, like, stealing the Frank's blood bit that we always rag on. To me, to me, this is, like, worse than stealing Frank's blood. Because they had to open this man up, take out a healthy, like, appendage, (laughs) and then sew him up (laughs) for this. Whoa. (laughs) Wow. Like, true. And... I I like that right before this, like when they drug him, basically, he's saying like, I've decided I'm not going to throw you guys out of the army. I'm just going to take the penicillin and go. And they're like, ha ha ha, all fair in love and war. And then they drug him and immediately it cuts to the, him on the table getting ready for surgery. And he's like, I have no idea what's happening. And <laughs> after he wakes up from surgery, he's like, so you guys put something in my coffee, right? And they're like, we have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> and 
this is the grounds to throw them out of the army. Like, they, they committed, like, non-consensual surgery. Like, so, like, dude, of all the things for Flag to, like, jump on, he's just like, okay, you took my appendix out? Well, I'm just gonna go home, I guess. Like I said, I didn't so much remember this episode, and so I certainly didn't remember mm-hmm. this. <laughs> So yeah, I would, say, man. I would say that this is for sure on par with the stealing Frank's blood and we will get, <laughs> oh my God, this show, we will get another episode with another appendix issue. So oh, stay really? tuned for that. <laughs> oh, oh boy. So that's but really yeah, that's where the where episode ends. Yeah, that's where the episode ends um, <laughs> with just this really terrible thing that they do um, that's just played off for laughs and morally is just completely blank. Uh, you know, everything. Fully fine, no conclusion here. I mean, there is a conclusion, <laughs> but like a very odd conclusion. They're like, what if we did this in the last two minutes of the show and just left? <laughs> yes. So, Ethan, do you have any favorite lines from this episode? So I have to shout out when Hawkeye, Trapper, and Klinger kind of catch a flag in the act of stealing penicillin. Father Mulcahy's out there kind of watching this happen, and they drag Flag out, and Mulcahy's under the impression that um, Flag is a rabbi, so he's like, careful, boys, not too rough. He is a man of the cloth. <laughs> and just very, very in character for him. I That made me laugh a lot, like probably the hardest laugh in the episode. That was so cute because, like we said at the top, it was kind of ridiculous that Flag was posing as a rabbi for mm-hmm. when he had been at the camp as Flag previously. So I guess Father Mulcahy just wasn't there that day. <laughs> Hasn't run into him before. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was so cute. Um, speaking of that scene, though, one of my favorite lines <laughs> uh, came right before that when Klinger runs into the swamp to tell them that someone is stealing the penicillin again. And... Klinger goes, sir, sir. And then Hawkeye goes, oh, mother, you made it to the fort. And I just thought it was 10 out of 10 delivery. And Mm -hmm. visual comedy, too. That trap, as soon as Klinger runs in, Trapper, like, takes his shawl and starts, like, feeling it and looking (laughs) at it. I just loved that. It was was so funny. Okay, one more. I actually have to shout out a good flag line. So flag trying to get... Um, Frank away from the guy who stole the penicillin is like, well, the CIA can supersede anybody's orders so you can leave. And Frank responds like the CIA can do anybody's orders except the president. And Flag responds, we're working on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then in uh, in trivia, we'll learn about all the things that the CIA can do. (laughs) Um. One of my other favorite lines was when Flag was trying to get Hawkeye and Trapper to sign the release for the medic when they still believed that he was, you know, a bad person. And there's this walk and talk with Flag, Trapper, and Hawkeye. And Flag presents Hawkeye the form and Hawkeye says, what's this? Release of a prisoner? I can't sign this. I thought it was to have you committed. And I just, I really liked that, like we said before, everybody's kind of done with Flag. They know how psycho mm-hmm. he is. So they're just like, yeah, no, I, you're, you're a madman. Absolutely not. Henry calls him like a registered psycho or something. Like truly, <laughs> just truly angry at him for existing. And he's not wrong. <laughs> so Vanessa, do you have any trivia for us in this episode? 
Of course I do. So I thought that this episode was really interesting with uh, some of the torture comments and Flag just showing up as a CIA agent again. Um, so I did some trivia about the CIA around the time that this episode would have aired and would have likely been written. And Very excited to hear that. Come to find out, at that time, the CIA was in some hot water and had a lot of negative attention on it. <laughs> that so, makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So... In April and May of 1973, it was revealed that the CIA provided technical support to the burglars who instigated the Watergate scandal. Uh, so that was number one. <laughs> <laughs> After Watergate broke wide open, investigations into both the CIA and FBI were conducted, and it found that both agencies had extensive files and investigations into American citizens who had been deemed political dissidents or communists and coincidentally they were people who were involved in the civil rights and anti-war movements in america so not great there it's all making sense now why flag mm -hmm. is portrayed as an absolute lunatic yes yes so and this was particularly damning for the cia because uh, the cia at least at that time as far as i know was forbidden from operating domestically and was only supposed to be operating to detect foreign threats to the U.S. and not threats within the United States. So mm -hmm. basically at that time, it was found out that the CIA was operating as it wasn't supposed to. On top of that, former CIA agents had begun publishing tell-all books and telling stories publicly about the abuses the CIA was committing. So, for example, in April 1974, ex-CIA agents Victor Marchetti and John Marks published a book called The CIA and the Cult of Intelligence, in which they described several abuses by the agency. And then later on in January 1975, another ex-agent, Philip Adji, I believe his name is pronounced, published Inside the Company, a CIA Diary, which was another tell-all book that recounted multiple coups carried out by the CIA on foreign land, including a 1953 coup in Iran, a 1954 coup of the democratically elected president of Guatemala, a 1967 coup in Greece, the killing of Che Guevara in 1967, and it also recounted a lot of the U.S. involvement in several Vietnam-era wars, like the Secret War in Laos, bombings in Cambodia, and the Phoenix Program, which was implemented in Vietnam, which used torture, among other tactics, to root out and destroy the Viet Cong from 1967 to 1972. So this was a very tell-all book. Okay, can I just point out that I think it's very funny that you're giving this very serious information the only reason that you research any of this is because of a goofy character on a sitcom <laughs> show. I just find that very, you know, very us, let's say. Yes. Well, actually, funny enough, um, when I was in college, I actually learned about a lot of this. So I wrote several papers on the Guatemalan wow. coup of 1954. So um, I'm intimately familiar with this. So it's really interesting to see these parallels of how... Uh, this hyper-militaristic patriotism kind of was portrayed back then mm -hmm. as a commentary about what the CIA was doing at that point. So, I don't know, j just just really cool. Yeah, it's really interesting now knowing that context of, like, what the actual CIA was doing, like, why Flag is portrayed as, like, the consistent villain. Because in, in my head, like, CIA, in terms of fiction is like the cool spy agency, right? Like that is like cool mm -hmm. guys. But like in real life and like back then, 
There's a lot of hot water there, and it's fun mm-hmm. to see that bleed into uh, this show that is very much separated from the the CIA workings, but like you know, related to the kind of Vietnam scandals. Um, very very interesting. Thank you for bringing that today. Yeah, of course. And I also have a little bit of trivia, uh, a little bit of lighter trivia, I should say, about um, Hilly Hicks, who played Corporal Johnson. Um, I couldn't find much about Hicks, but according to what I could find, he was reportedly born in Los Angeles, California. He is best known for his role in the 1977 mini TV series. No, sorry. The 1977 Roots. TV miniseries Roots. Um, yep. Do you know it? Oh, you don't know Roots? Roots is a super famous miniseries. No, um, I've, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. You've never. Okay. I don't know enough about Roots. But I think it was about like slavery and like it was groundbreaking for the time. Oh, um, wow. It had LeVar Burton on it, I think. Uh, oh. And that was like his big like beginning acting role in a lot of very famous like African-American actors from the 70s kind of got their starts there. It's based on a book. I think there's also a movie of it. I'm not sure. But it's it's one of the most famous pieces of television, I think, Oh, of my all God. Time. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever heard of it. I mean, maybe I have, and I just am not connecting the name, but that's so crazy. I didn't know that. Well, you have some homework to do. (laughs) Yeah, apparently. So uh, Hicks made several guest appearances in popular television shows throughout the 70s and 80s, including The Bill Cosby Show. Not The Cosby Show. The Bill Cosby Show. His show preceding The Cosby Show. Wow. (laughs) Um, Mod Squad, Barnaby Jones, Good Times, and Hill Street Blues. And prior to this guest spot on MASH, he was the one of the main characters in a short-lived sitcom called Rollout, which was created by Larry Gelbart and Gene Reynolds oh, yeah, about dude. the African-American staff at the U.S. Army's Red Ball Express during World War II. And honestly, I'd watch it. That sounds so fun. Wow, Larry and Gene are just the dynamic army duo i suppose yeah i think it was only on for one season but i would love to see some of their other works like army wise besides mash that that's really interesting Mm -hmm. maybe one day and also on hicks apparently since ending his acting career he has been a methodist pastor in various churches throughout the southern california region and uh hicks is the father of hilly hicks jr who is an american playwright and screenwriter Oh, yeah, dude, that's awesome. We love playwrights in this house. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Ethan, so what was your martini rating for this episode? Okay, so this one's hard because just flag episodes are are really quite a lot to take in, no matter what it is. Um, I think I'm going to go a 3.5 out of 5, a solid 7 out of 10. Pretty good, like, as far as these ones go, but it's just so, like, nuts. The ending was crazy. And honestly, that kind of like bumps it up a point for me, just having (laughs) this wild conclusion and like pretty decent commentary throughout. But it wasn't like a spectacular episode. You know what I mean? So seven out of ten. I see your 3.5. I would maybe take it down a notch to 3.0. But respect, respect. Yeah, I think that I would have just maybe liked to see the commentary a little bit more fleshed out, but I did I did like that it was there. I definitely think that it was better than just your average episode. Um, but yeah, like I said, I think that the commentary could have been a little bit better. But I am in the minority and I like Colonel Flag episodes. <laughs> so yeah, I could I could definitely see your three point five. 
counterpoint. This episode has them mutilating a man and taking out his appendix non-consensually. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'd say it's cool, but (laughs) um, that definitely adds to the zaniness of a MASH episode. (laughs) Is it even a MASH episode if they're not non-consensually taking someone's body parts away? I don't know. They're good doctors, but not very, like, morally upright when it comes to people they don't like. (laughs) So just to wrap up, we'd like to give thanks to Jacob Friabacco for being our technical consultant, Vanessa's sister, Melissa, for our awesome cover art, and, of course, our listeners. Links to our music, social media, and contact with the show are in the description, as always, and you can join us next week for the season finale, Abyssinia Henry. But until then... Just ask for some penicillin and maybe they'll give it to you. Goodbye, farewell, and amen. Bye, everyone.